So that's the room on the memory card. Yeah. 67 minutes. Minutes. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Not hours. Not hours. Why is it three degrees in here? It's so cold. It's because it's in a stone basement. Stone basement. Stone cold basement. <laughs> it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin, but a basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more drink, and then I'm ready. I don't know if you made enough noise right then. <laughs> Probably not. Mm. Definitely not. That's a good amount. I found this in my refrigerator. Water, water, Joe. Ca um, what? Yeah, it's caffeinated, caffeinated water? water. Yeah. What in the I, world? I actually drank the caffeinated part of it on Monday, but now it's just water. It was sitting in my car. It was frozen in my car. So this much of it was caffeinated. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> so just a little bit. Just a little, a little bit. bit. How many servings are in that? Oh, just one bottle. Okay. So it's basically like a whole bottle of that is like a cup of coffee. I, there's 85 is in the ballpark of a is it? cup. Yeah. Do you know that? That's For a just fact? add that into the things that <laughs> I know. Just a thing you know? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll endorse you for that on LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Are we ready? Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Are you ready? I don't feel like I've had two cups of coffee today. You should maybe get a third. But, yeah, there we go. That's what I need is another. <laughs> you should. Are you ready? I'm so What's ready. What's going on? Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> I was looking at the thing. I'm like, I don't know if you pressed the button. And yeah. Now I guess I realize I thought I knew where the light was. Okay. <laughs> don't follow the light. <laughs> Wasting those 67 minutes. Okay. Ready? Yeah. If you tell your podcast co-host <laughs> that you have a topic, but it's not enough for a whole episode, and then decide that you're going to do more than one topic, and then an hour later, come and tell that same podcast co-host <laughs> that you have decided you have enough for a whole episode <laughs> you might be a student of osmology wow that <laughs> feels really targeted I don't know what you're talking about. Hello and welcome, fellow awesomeologists, <laughs> to Awesomeology, the show where we find awesome things and dish them up just for you. I'm Sue. And I'm Vince. In this episode, we are sitting down with ourselves. Yes. As we are wont to do. As we do all of the time, <laughs> sitting down with ourselves. So said topic that you referred to. Well, I don't know what you were, that was just a hypothetical. I don't oh, know yeah, yeah. what just, you, that just maybe, is a thing maybe. I've observed that happens in the world <laughs> Yeah. on all of the podcasts I'm so on. So the, the topic that I didn't think would fill a whole episode and then was doing more casual research on and realized, yep, we Knowing us, it could fill a whole episode. Right. Is we've talked about it in relation to other things we've talked about on the podcast before. 
And that is the idea of flow. Flow. Flow state. Yes. So what is it? How do you get there? Uh, We talked about, we've talked about being in the flow state, being in the zone. Right. But... We're gonna we're gonna dive deep into flow. Primarily, we're gonna get in the flow today. We're gonna primarily when we've talked about it, it's been after we have been kicked out of it and yeah. we are <laughs> we are frustrated. <laughs> we're put out and petulant. Yes. I was just getting and I was just right there. That that state of you were almost drowning and now you're back in the air. Is that, <gasps> oh, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what are people? What are who are you? Who am I? What am I doing? <laughs> Where's Jimmy? <laughs> so, before we get there, uh okay. A thing I've been noticing. Sorry, I'm gonna drink lots of water Just today. Drink. And I have, oh, I have a very have a good Lots of noises on the Makes, water bottle today. I, I think, did you look for the loudest water bottle you can find? It, it wasn't up to me. I got it as a gift. <laughs> but if I had, I would have looked for yeah, the I'm loudest. I'm just surprised it doesn't make a noise like a, I don't know, like a hinge <laughs> that needs to be greased. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh, let I will definitely find one. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just oil that hinge, mm-hmm. grease that up. Mm. <laughs> I just shot water at myself out of my largely silent water bottle. So a thing <laughs> I have been noticing as I have been editing the podcasts, uh, we have now we've had three guests on the show. Two wait two 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 guests on two the guests show. on this show. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. And but what I what uh I thought was hopefully not a trend moving forward is that they both had colds on the day that they talked to us. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. What? So uh, okay. Maybe that's part of our our pitch. Come on the show so you can be sick too. Come on the show we have germs. <laughs> What did I tell you when you told me to get my face closer to the microphone? People put their germs on those pop filters. But, okay. People okay, are putting but, their faces. But they didn't get sick after they came on the show. I, I realized They were that, sick on the show. So all we have to do is not use that microphone over there. Because <laughs> should, should we burn that's it? like ground zero. Over yeah, that's, yeah. Do not touch Area Fifty One <laughs> microphone <laughs> infested. Keep it over there. We're going to have to quarantine yeah, that mic. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, just a disturbing trend I noticed. I don't. I don't love it. So, I don't love it. But we will. Hopefully, our next guest will not have a cold. Yeah. We can only hope. We can only hope. So, before we get into talking about flow, though, uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not the progressive girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't put two and two together until just now. Uh that was funny. Before you you talked to we you put a pin in the last episode that we never unpinned. Yes. So do you want to sure talk did. about that? Is now a good time? Uh I need more. Uh, is how much research do you want behind this? Because uh, I know, okay, 
I I don't know. This is confession time. Oh. Confession time on the podcast. Tell me more. Sometimes my brain gets overexcited when it remembers (laughs) something. No. (laughs) There's so much junk up there that when something pops to the front, my brain goes, "Ah, I did what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) And I remembered something. And it it gets overexcited. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that that thing my brain remembered bears talking about. (laughs) In this case, I had heard about a book called Einstein's Dreams on another podcast. And what I thought that I learned on that other podcast was that it was to some extent, an exploration of different theories of time Mm. um, based on Einstein's theory of relativity. Okay. And sort of a, uh, how how would I explain what I understood? That it posed questions that were thought provoking about Time, time travel, things like that. Okay. Um, Upon doing a little more research. So the whole reason I wanted to bring it up was to say, oh, my gosh, what if we had this thing, this book, and could just pop it open? Mm. I didn't Start talking about the theory of relativity and and all of that. And say, like, here's this thing. Let's talk about it. Um, Then I did this very small amount of research. And found out it's a work of fiction that doesn't make it less interesting to me, mm. but it doesn't. I don't know if it lends to exactly what I want to do with it. Okay, but Fair it does enough. sound dist- interesting. Fair enough. We we do need at some point we need to talk about time travel and parallel universes. And oh yeah, some yeah. of those things we Fun. have to get into that eventually. But Fun. I'm not in an emotional state to. Talk about parallel universes. I don't know what the right emotional state is for that, (laughs) to be fair. I just know I'm not there. Okay. Okay. We're not there yet. Right. So, interesting. We're going to talk a little bit about time today. But where do we start? So, I, as with much of our research, uh, started with a YouTube video. Oh, (laughs) And then how long did it take you to get from the YouTube video to Wikipedia? Uh, I didn't actually make it to Wikipedia. I don't know if you did research. I only did YouTube videos. (laughs) Don't understand. (laughs) Don't, don't get it. So I have notes. This is, this is our, our ongoing struggle with what to do when we have researchy type things. Right. So I'm just going to start kind of talking through it. Okay. Feel free to interrupt me at any point. Look at me. And look uh, me in the eye and tell me that again. Yeah. Tell me I should feel free to interrupt you. (laughs) I shouldn't. I I don't even know why I said it. Is there a time when I should not feel free to interrupt you? I mean, probably. Uh, I don't understand. Maybe I should point those times out. (laughs) That would be more. (laughs) That that would be specific. Immediately after you interrupt me. (laughs) No, now it's not a good time. (laughs) Now it's not a time to interrupt me. It's too late. Good luck with that. Oh, also, I noticed looking down at the 
the timer on yes. the recorder. We do have 67 hours. We have 67 hours. Yeah. We so. probably aren't going to fill that today. Well. You never know. You never know. Okay. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> for 67. Grab a coffee. For 67 hours. And maybe a bug out bag. You should get We've a snack. 67 certainly. hours. Have your mom make you some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Lots of them. We're going on a trip. So this is uh, centering around a guy by the name of Stephen. Ooh, I should have figured out how to pronounce his last name. It looks like Kotler, Kotler, perhaps. Sorry, buddy. Uh, and he <laughs> has just done. Hurt him really deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure he's listening as well. He is. Yeah. So. He's our number one fan. Yeah. He and his organization have done a lot of research around uh, around flow state. Exactly that. What is it? How to and how to get there. And interestingly, ooh, I don't want to say that too much today. No. I, I need alternatives to interesting. So <clears throat> it started when he uh, was observing ex- uh, extreme sport, like action adventure athletes. And like American Ninja Warrior? Well, more like back in the 90s, like motocross and oh, skateboard okay. and that okay. subculture. Okay. So, and what he noticed, uh, not being an athlete himself, he would get broken bones very often. And the times when he was then out, so he was a journalist uh, doing stories, whatever, the times that he was out and then coming back, he was seeing like massive increases in like things that were impossible now like they had moved beyond that and like were commonplace tricks feats whatever so uh long story short they did a lot of he's now done a lot of research into what what made the the what made the impossible possible and then expanding that to other fields, like this idea of, and I'm using air quotes, superhuman performance, right? And basically, it all boils down to this state of consciousness called flow. So he has a definition for it, uh, and, and I quote, optimal state of consciousness, one where we feel our best and perform our best, and uh, more colloquially, colloquially, uh, just moments of rapt attention and total absorption. So lot people may know this by different things, right? There's runner's highs, there's being in the zone. Uh, he also listed a few that I hadn't heard before. So apparently uh, in basketball, there's a term called being unconscious, <laughs> which to me I mean, does in not everything, sound there's a fun. term called being unconscious, but apparently it means something different in basketball. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, not actually being knocked out on the floor, but being in the zone, apparently. Uh, beatnik jazz musicians would call this being in the pocket. And I've, I've definitely heard being in the pocket before. Okay. And then, because I hang out with a lot of beatnik jazz musicians, I believe that. It's I believe just, that about it's you. Basically, that's what I do when I'm not around here. Okay. Doc is definitely a beatnik yeah. jazz musician. Yeah, we don't applaud. We just snaps, snap our snaps, fingers yeah, and stuff. For yeah. sure. Anyway, for sure. 
See, I have to keep the tradition of mentioning Doc in the podcast. So until he listens, yeah, and then, yeah. Then I could one of these days <laughs> he's going to be like, "Hey, what are he? What even?" Because Vince was saying my name, and I don't even understand. I'll be like, like, "Aha!" You'll have to listen. You have buddy. to listen to them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to get. You have to get in the pocket. Get in the pocket, Doc. <laughs> Uh, and then the last example he gave was stand-up comedians uh, refer to being in the forever box. I could not love that more. The forever box. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be in the forever box. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so a couple more, like, just defining what flow is. So it's the idea that like you're so focused on the task at hand, the task at hand, that everything else disappears. Uh, action and awareness start to merge. Your like a sense of self disappears. Time that back to time. Time will dilate. So it uh, maybe it seems to go slower than normal or faster than normal. Uh, and the interesting part of it is is that uh, flow is totally universal. So it doesn't. It's not certain people have it, certain people don't. Literally, everybody can experience flow if certain conditions are met. Okay. And we're going to talk about some of those. So before, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. What questions do you have so far? This is not the place to have this conversation, but here we are. But here we are. Was it Pam? Was it Pam that was saying, and was it you that was the other person in the conversation? Uh. <laughs> that her friend's daughter can slow down time. Not like a superhero slow down time, <laughs> but her perception. Uh, yes, I was in that. You were in that conversation. Conversation, yes. Yes. That is what when you were talking, when you were describing some of it. Mm-hmm. That is immediately my brain went to. Yep. That is how I picture that. Yes. So and her Did I put that in my notes? And it was because she was dyslexic, right? Yes. That she just sort of she yep. just experiences um reality in a different way. I, I'm trying to think if there's a better way to say that. Oh, I think I think we're gonna touch on that. So okay. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. So uh, the first big question that Stephen and the team tackled, or no, 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 sorry, going back, like the first big research question that was tackled in uh, just the research world was how optimal is the flow state, right? So Oh, okay. It, it optimize like it produces higher performance, to what extent then was the next question. Uh, so just the, the stat that stuck out to me, uh, taking out of the business world, they found, and we'll, I'll link the video below. It's, it's not a TED Talk, but it is adjacent to it. It's a very similar thing to okay. a TED Talk. So, uh, But the, some other research group found that business execs in the flow state are five times more productive or in other words in a percentage 500% more productive which means you could work on monday so if you 
total flow state. You could work on Monday, take off the rest of the week, and get the same amount of work done as your steady state peers. Wow. Which sounds lovely to me. It really does. It really does. Do you, before we go further with the research, mm-hmm. and I don't, th- I just have a million questions about this, but mm-hmm. I, do you think? I have a casual amount of research to draw on. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I am meaty, meaty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mediocre? Mediocrely to not qualified. Somewhere on the scale of not qualified to it, right in sort of qualified okay. to answer. Okay. Do you think or did you find any evidence that the first, the first thing they had to do in research was to determine if indeed you're performing better in flow state or if it's an illusion? Um, I don't know if that was the question, but like definitely if that was an, an answer, right? So, uh, <laughs> like it, they survey like some guy who I can't, I, I couldn't pronounce his name if I tried, okay. it was, but anyway, uh, he's sort of the found, the founder of flow research and had surveyed like thousands of people. And get all like getting responses to experiencing this state of consciousness where, which sounds new agey, but it's just this flow state, right? Uh, where things, and it, he actually pulled the term from a lot of the responses where things like, like things just flow together, maybe in time, or tasks or connection like everything mm-hmm. just comes boom 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 comes really easily in that time so that's where he got the name which also describes the state flow mm-hmm. so uh so i say that to say like yes that was the answer that like, like it's not just a made-up thing like overwhelmingly people from every walk of life every area every uh business, artist, athlete, whatever, like everybody experiences this in some way. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? No. Okay, but great. I appreciate you and the at least average amount of information you brought to this. Okay, sweet. But it's, And there's a real possibility that just what you stumbled across, nobody really wanted to... It, it wouldn't be the most exciting thing once you have said people experience flow state and here's all of this interesting stuff about that, mm-hmm. there isn't a necessity necessarily to talk about that first time that it was identified and we and whoever researched it actually went to look and see, is that different between norm, quote-unquote normal state thinking? What did you call it? Steady state? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Well, that's, that was that was a borrowed term. So. Yes. Well, I, I didn't think you coined it. <laughs> I know you've done quite a lot of research. <laughs> I am a scientist. After yes. All. Yes, I know. Um, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like at some yeah. like you have to start there and say, is there a, really a difference? And mm-hmm. then how profound then is the difference? Mm-hmm. I just would be interested. Yeah. Yeah. I. Mm-hmm. Do you, so. And here's why I'm interested in that. 
Do you ever feel like, because you know, certainly we've discussed about what it's like when we get into a into a flow state, or what is it, the forever box? Yeah. When we go into the forever box, <laughs> um, do you ever emerge from that, uh, even if it's momentarily, with the sense of... Um, in sort of a state of confusion and then kind of go uh, and and maybe feel maybe guilt is the word I'm looking for like you've like your like you feel like your brain even though you know you are working you're conscious that you are working but it feels like because you've shut everything else out that you've turned off a piece of yourself and you've disconnected so much that you come out feeling sort of disoriented and unsure what just happened. <laughs> Does that make it? Is what I'm saying making any sense? You don't emerge from it being like, oh my gosh, I'm so successful in my flow state. You emerge from it, like you were saying, like, like a pathetic drowning victim. <laughs> right? I mean, it's certainly not always that dramatic. <laughs> you don't, but, but um, you don't. You don't like fly out of it wearing a cape and with your the first letter of your first name emblazoned on your tights, <laughs> <laughs> like Superman. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know that I would say I feel guilty coming out of that, but I definitely feel like, like, oh man, like recognizing that that, not like being out of it, recognizing that I was in it. Right. It's like it's sort of this weird phenomenon where like you don't necessarily realize that you're in it until you're out of it. Right. And then wanting to f- get back into it, but generally not succeeding. Yeah. Yeah. Not right away anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting the way you worded that was interesting, uh like shutting off your brain because uh the second second big research question then after how optimal is the performance in that and I'm remembering vaguely a comment to the effect of like this like flow state is one of the most documented areas of research in psychology really so something to that effect yeah I I could be misquoting that but like to say like there this Again, to your question, like, it's it's a thing. <laughs> that didn't make sense as it came it's, out. It's for real. Anyway, yes, it it's is for real. It's the real deal. So the second question then being, where is it coming from? Uh, and what they found is that, like, there's this, the myth that and we talked about this a little bit before too the myth that we only use 10% of our brains so the thought initially was well flow must be like oh that's this magical place we're using all of our brain but it's exactly the opposite so what our brain is doing in flow state is shutting off all the things that we don't need to be able to put all the energy and focus onto this one thing. So is it like a stress response? Um, or so I, I, let me put it because I realize that colloquially, 
I use the word like a lot. Um, I don't mean, is it similar to? I mean, is it reacting in the same way as the stress response? So I think so. So it's, it's uh, what do you call them? Neuro something or other. Whatever family of things dopamine falls into, there were four other ones besides dopamine. Is it neuro, that are they neurotransmitters? Neuro something or other. Neuro something or other. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, I should have made a note on that. Neuro something or other. So it's a, it's a response to those. It's so, so it's a response to stimuli. Right. Okay. So, uh, but with the brain, then so this is where the time and like the self are functions in your prefrontal cortex make sure I'm remembering that right like so your prefrontal cortex is the thing that gives you the sense of time and and when we say self like think of the, your inner critic right so the voice in your head that says oh you can't do that or you can't do that like those things get shut off right so that's partially why uh like no, no inner critic means you're more willing to do things mm-hmm. and can get more done then get farther things done than you can when you're policing yourself. Um, and that's, <clears throat> excuse me, and with the time thing, like that's, that's why like you'll get this time dilation effect where things will seem to go more slowly. Or, and I think more often things will seem to go more quickly. Like several hours will go by and be like, what, uh, what, what just mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> where'd the time go? So... Yeah. So. And do they mention tunnel vision? Uh, not in my research. Okay. But it could be part of it. I, I guess when I, when I associate what I think of as the like a flow state I would be in, that would be maybe part. Like I feel like that would be sure. part of it. Oh, I could definitely see that. Like that's yeah. You know, again, like shutting off the. Right, outside. all of the external, yeah, sort of visual stimuli and, yeah. So, this brings us to what I think is the most interesting part of all of this, and that is, uh, the idea that flow is hackable, that you huh. can get yourself there. So there are like it has specific triggers and therefore you can you can trigger it trigger those triggers mine in the absence of drugs right okay yes so uh there are there were i want to say like 20 different triggers that they listed really uh half or so of them were individual triggers half or so of them were group triggers so the big, the big overarching point, right? So the one big takeaway is flow, fo- oh, this is, this is alliteration. <laughs> How about that? Flow <laughs> follows focus. Okay. So because that, like, that's what flow is. It's hyper focus, mm-hmm. right? So things that increase focus will then help lead to flow. One of the biggest hacks then is to give yourself 
uninterrupted time. Like so, then this is a business business application. Give yourself uninterrupted time to work. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gave the example like there are there are workplaces that require response times to emails, phone calls, etc. within like hour window or whatever X amount of time. And he said like that's a flow killer because mm-hmm. then you're constantly being interrupted, whatever. So uninterrupted concentration time uh, is one of the best things you can do. On to then some of those specific triggers. Uh, so these these were in... So I'm, an, I'm not going to go over all 20 because it's just way too many. <laughs> Uh, ain't nobody got time. For ain't, that. ain't nobody got time for that. But I think we'll cover seven. So another big so under six under individual triggers, one group trigger. Okay. Okay. So uh, the first one for an individual trigger is just the idea of passion or purpose because you pay more attention to the things you believe, which drives flow. So, big idea, passion and purpose. Uh, and then, and these were, like, these were, of the interesting part, these were the most interesting part. The interestingest part. Interestingest? Yeah. Sure. So, there were five, five of the individual, and did I, uh, individual to the person. Did I say that before? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> not Not that the trigger is by itself, but it is to trigger in an individual okay. versus a group of people. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so there are five of the triggers are dopamine triggers. So because dopamine, being that neuro something or other thingy, <laughs> uh, among other things, what it does in your body is creates focus. Therefore, making it more likely that you can get into a flow state. Neuroreuptake inhibitors. No. Great try, though. <laughs> Thank that you. That sounded official. I know. It's, that is something. That's, yeah, it's, that's <clears throat> it's something. It's something. It's a neuro something or other thingy. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Those are the two neural things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Five dopamine triggers. Risk. Uh, so... This is, again, hugely what that the whole action-adventure sports came out of. Mm-hmm. I mean, big physical risks. So risk being a thing that drives flow. Novelty, changing up your environment as an example. Uh, complexity, unpredictability, and pattern recognition. So the changing up, so novelty, changing up your environment, that's a hack hack that sounds like a bad thing it's a good thing it's a it's a tactic it's a hack it's a life hack yeah it's a life hack to a tactic <laughs> no <laughs> uh so if you're in school and have to do homework right it can help you to study to change up your environment or as we have found as we just engaged in today doing a meeting in a different location, Mm -hmm. the novelty of that, the different environment, increases focus, well, increases dopamine, increases focus, more likely to get to flow. Okay. The other other, uh, 
hack, the other life hack, uh, is the idea of under pattern recognition. So starting, this is specifically to writing or I, I could do this in video editing, whatever. Starting the day by editing your previous day's work rather than starting from scratch mm. on something. So by editing what you've already done, you're increasing pattern recognition, therefore increasing blah, 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 you blah, get blah, it. blah, 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 blah. Okay. Hacking the cycle. Gotcha. That, so individual triggers, risk, novelty, complexity, unpredictability, pattern recognition. So introducing those into your day, into what you're doing, can help you achieve flow. Okay. But you said there was a group trigger. There's a group trigger. Okay. And it is possibly one of our favorite ideas and practices, and that is the idea of none other than the yes and. Yes. And. Yeah. <laughs> and. Because that is, I mean, it, it hits, like, because what you're doing, right, it's pattern recognition, mm-hmm. it's building on something in a positive way, it's getting those ideas flowing from one mm-hmm. to the next, and it just, and doing that in a group setting. Right. Uh, uh, and again, uh, if we go back, so I'm just looking back. Oh, yeah. So the whole turning off the inner critic part, too. Mm-hmm. So if if you're not, if you're doing yes and, then what you're not doing is criticizing. You're doing the opposite of that. And so then it just all flows together. Right. Well, and you're, what you're doing is forcing your brain not to follow its own path, but to be in the moment with the path that you have to go mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great point, because, yeah, that be, that uh, that's another way that he defined flow. How did he put it? Uh, mm, the deep now, essentially, mm. like, hyper-focus on the present. So, and again, yeah, the improv comedy is ve- very much focused on being in the moment and building on what's happening in the moment, so... I have a number of questions for you. Okay. I have Do you have more? Come to the end of my research. Okay. Notes. All of that research. And all yet, of that research. Somehow in the last day and a half you got a doctorate on it and this is all your research. So that's oh, you know. It's very strange. Were there any negatives that anyone brought up about flow state? Not really. Okay. That would be I don't know what I think they would be. Right. Right? Um, be, especially because this, that flow state is something we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. We, like, we chase that a lot. So it doesn't, it feels like it's all positive. Right. But. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I, I guess maybe that leads me into. It's not really, oh, no, okay, no, that's not even, I'm looking, I made notes. (laughs) 
There are how hard I'm thinking. Right. While you think. Yes. A thing I thought was interesting. I'd love to talk to Ben about this, but there he mentioned uh, on the group side, and I did. I wanted to focus more on the individual side, but on the group side, like on both sides, he kept iter- uh, kept iterating. He kept saying basically like flow is trainable, right? So it's not only is it hackable, not only can you do things to get yourself there, but you can train to do that and to be in flow more. And organizations have done exactly that, made it part of how they operate and policies and procedures to do that. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. And a next step, like, how do we do that and make that a part of how we operate? Well, and that does tie into something that I wanted to ask you. Thinking about flow state as something in our jobs that we're always seeking and we know that it uh, improves our performance as quote-unquote creative people. Do you think you, when you were in member service, right, frontline teller dealing with people, do you think that did you get into a flow state on the front line? Um, yes. I, I, I don't know if this is even a thing. It feels like a version of it, mm-hmm. right? Because like try, getting to that place where uh, just that super focus on the thing that's happening in that mm-hmm. moment and that person in front of you and what they're telling you and like that whole like looking for is if they're asking for a product like a loan it in this 30 second window in which you're talking to you like is that the thing that they need and you know over time you can really develop that and they're part of part of that being in flow is like this increased awareness of there's bio something or other basically the an increased awareness of all the non-verbals right like like, biofeedback yeah something like that okay i'm just gonna keep saying words that i know and if any of them trigger you you just let me know i will i will okay yeah good so right so being able to better pick up on what like just to all inform that Mm -hmm. and yeah so yes Okay. Yes. I hesitate and I say a version of it um, because for me, there, there are wonderful people in this world who have a passion for member, front-facing, customer, service mm-hmm. type positions. I am not one of them. <laughs> right. So... That is a piece that wasn't part of it, but but again, like that doesn't have to be. Like that's mm-hmm. a part of it. That's not. Oh, if you're not passionate about a thing, that then you can't experience flow. That is just a trigger, not right. the trigger. So, I as the more you talk about it, the more I think it probably was easier for me on the front line to get in a flow state especially when it was busy, mm-hmm. 
because I didn't because you lose you lose the option to stray away from it, right? You there really aren't there can't be distractions other than what you have right in front of you. And when it's a constant string of people, mm-hmm. even though they are varied and what they need is varied and, you know, you're really going, these are really sort of mini interactions because you only have a couple of minutes with them. Right. When it's one person after another, after another, after another, it can be, and I think in some cases on a busy day, it is ideal <laughs> <laughs> to to get into that state and just ride it. Yeah. Rather than getting, I recall getting frustrated from the exhaustion of it. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So. So and well, and I think as I look back at these individual triggers, particularly the dopamine ones, like risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, no, you're not risking your life, but it, there's still risk involved. Like. You don't know what that person's going to need. Right. You don't know if they're going to be upset with the situation that they're in, if they're going to mm-hmm. be happy with the situation that they're in. And th- I mean, that's certainly risk and how they're feeling can trigger a response. Uh, complexity, mm-hmm. certainly, to, especially when you take the entire day and all of the things that you have to do. Uh, unpredictability, again, you don't know what's what they're going to need or want or think they want. Uh, And then pattern recognition. Yeah. Again, recognizing those, those signals, those triggers, those Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Right. So boom, at at least four of the five dopamine triggers. Right. Boom. (laughs) What other questions do you have? Further questions. Um, well, one is a, one is more of a statement. Uh, so we'll start there. So when you talk about hyperfocus, mm-hmm. a thing, and maybe this is what sort of led me to lead, led me toward the question of if they identified any negative side to this. Sure. So, um, both of my sons have attention deficit disorder. And one of the things that one of the things that people don't really know about attention deficit attention deficit disorder because of the name, because of what you what people associate with it, which is naughty, unruly kids who are mm-hmm. I don't know running around in the classroom and punching each other. I don't know what people think <laughs> ADHD <laughs> kids do. Um, is that they also have periods of hyperfocus, mm. and um, both of my sons. I so it is. You know, fortunately, it wasn't negative to the point of being dangerous. Sure. But to get them, so they both had problems with transitions, which is another sort of hallmark of the way their brains work. So they would get hyper-focused on something. And, you know, when you... <laughs> and then say, 
it's time to go to school. Right. It's time to go to school. It's time to go to bed. It's time, yeah. you know, anything at all to get them away from that would be frustrating for us as parents. It would be frustrating for them because they are not ready and able just to lead, like, you know, where we as adults who have to, like, part of our whole thing is we have to be able to manage our emotions <laughs> so we can have jobs and things. Right. But, you know, as kids, they don't, they haven't learned those skills to be able to go, okay, this upsets me, but also sometimes things upset me and I need to move on, right? Mm -hmm. They So they would dig in their heels or, I mean, my oldest, um, you... We would like legitimately struggle to get him out of a flow state. So, and by which I mean, and it, it, it always seemed like because he, it was involving Legos. Legos <laughs> were he like he, um, from the time he got Legos, he, I'm, and this is not an exaggeration. He could sit as a three-year-old and play with Legos for four or five hours at a time. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that sometimes letting, letting a kid do that, you know, having that kind of personal time and doing his thing and whatever, being independent in a safe environment, sometimes it f it's fine. Mm -hmm. But also... You know, you have to do things like use the bathroom right. <laughs> and eat, eat meals. Supper. Yeah. So to get him, you know, you would you would say his name and he wouldn't respond. And you would say his name a little bit louder and he wouldn't respond. And you would and I don't know if I can I don't know if I can accurately describe to you how I could tell by looking at him that it wasn't that he was ignoring me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, you know, you can see, I think you can see, when you're being ignored versus when you're not being heard. Um, and so it, it would invariably, when he would get in that state, get to the point where you would have to physically, like, touch him, shake him a little, right? Just on, like a little little shake on the shoulder mm -hmm. and um you would scare him wow so <laughs> it would shock him like it would shock him right out of it and um so that was my oldest with my youngest who I'm confident doesn't listen and I won't say his name just to be nice <laughs> because what I'm about to say is not the most flattering thing for a guy to hear about himself um when he would get in that state and it was time to transition um he he would have a tantrum and he would start to cry. And so um, it was, the thing is, they were, the only thing that was negative was bringing them out of it. Mm -hmm. When, like, they weren't, they were safe and they were engaging in safe behaviors and everything else was fine. And um, they both, could like the things that my 
eldest son made with Legos when he was three years old were phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. So he, like, everything was working cognitively just wonderfully. And they were, like, high achieving in those flow states, but it was getting them out of them. Sure. And transition moments are difficult enough for small kids. Right, right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, my other question Mm -hmm. was about music. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to ask you this as a person who played an instrument successfully, unlike myself. (laughs) (laughs) Now, although... You never played a stringed instrument. Nope. Okay. Well, I mean, I have. You have? Yeah. So A little bit. There's I this, dabbled. There's this thing that I don't understand. I don't know if you and I have talked about this off the air. But um, I don't understand how you can play an instrument and sing at the same time. Oh, my brain cannot comprehend that. My sister-in-law just started doing that recently. Like really? In concert, yeah. Yeah. Because normally she'd just flip-flop back and forth right. during a song. But she has one that she will do and, them at the same time. And that is interesting because your sister-in-law is the 2017 Scottish fiddle champion of the United States. Yeah. And <laughs> to think that she is that good of an instrumentalist... And mm-hmm. just recently mm-hmm. has turned the corner to be able to also sing at the same time. Yeah. And tells me that it's not cognitively simple. And notably, the things she is playing is very simple. Right. Relatively. Um, like a like a droning playing versus okay. like highly technical. Right. Right. So yeah. So yeah. S- speaking of Doc. This is a question I have asked him because he played bass. Mm-hmm. And that is a thing he can do, which is play an instrument mm-hmm. and sing along. And I never, every time, it's <laughs> like football. Every time I see it, I ask the same questions <laughs> because I'm not capable of understanding it. Right. Um, well, but I think, and like, tons go, of people play piano and sing. But how? So what my husband let me so let's, let's, let me finish. But I feel like it's more, it's less common for a stringed instrument. But people play guitar and yeah, sing. Yeah, that's true, right. too. Okay. So what Doc says is that it's just muscle memory. Yeah. So what I want to know is... Is it just muscle memory or is it a flow state that you can get into so that, I mean, there's muscle memory, mm-hmm. which means I can repeat the same things over and over again and keep it going. Like, right. Let me, let me give you the worst example of this ever. I can churn butter. Did you ever do when you were a kid in school? Did they ever make you churn butter with the, they have, there's a jar 
and it has a handle on the top, and you just know you never had to do that. Yeah. We didn't have to do it to eat. <laughs> it was part of a unit in school. But yeah, it was part of a unit called lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Survival. No. Um, but, you know, basically it's just this stirring motion sure. on a little handle. So I can see that being muscle memory and then being able to, as you can see, and the listeners cannot, I can do that and talk at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, feels like <laughs> as complex as muscle memory <laughs> can get. Well, but with practice. It just it seems to me like that must be people who can, really any musician, definitely enters a flow state. Mm-hmm. But people who can play an instrument and sing at the same time have to be getting in that spot to be able, especially when you're playing an instrument that is not playing the melody and you are singing the melody. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I have experienced times when I know a piece so well that... Like, as I'm playing it, I sort of, for and for me, it has been momentarily and terrifying. <laughs> like, consciously disengaged between my brain and my fingers, mm-hmm. realize that my fingers are, like, my body is still playing the song, and my mind is somewhere else, <laughs> right? And then, like, oh, I got to, where am I again? Okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't, so I don't know if it is an elongated, elongated, a, a, that, if it is Mm -hmm. more of that, or if, and I think there is something to, at at least in the instrument part, right, whatever Mm -hmm. your hands are doing, like getting to know something so well that it can sort of fade into the background and focus on the singing, so... That also brings up sort of another aspect of music that one that I struggled with, uh, which is improv in music. Right. So that the improv in music is the reason I'm not a career musician. (laughs) We talked about this in the improv episode, right? Did we? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Because I remember, okay. We could rehash this conversation because here's what I remember, that we both agreed. Now, I did vocal music. You did instrumental music and vocal music? Mostly instrumental. Mostly instrumental. Um, That we could not shift into the zone Mm -hmm. to do improvisational music in the way that we wanted to. Yeah, and I thought what... What brought me back to that, a phrase our friend Stephen specifically said was that when you enter, when you go into that flow state and that part of like that yourself, right, your inner critic functions are getting turned off, he used the phrase, you get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. And which makes sense to me in what I do in like the video editing and like some of the other areas that I experience flow, but for whatever reason, for playing, like, 
And that is a thing that my instructor said to me. Like, he's like, oh, you just have to get out of your own way. And like, nope. I, <laughs> I will remain oh, I in my way. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I, nope, this is not happening. So I yeah. could not get to that headspace. Right. Yeah. So. No, I feel you because, <clears throat> excuse me, that was one of my really big frustrations trying to trying to learn that and um, I mean like even on a basic level trying to learn <laughs> trying to start and I couldn't I couldn't do it I can I can to your point about being able to do it while you're editing video I can identify now that I can do it when I'm working right mm -hmm. and I can more importantly I can identify how critical it is that I let what I'm doing, I hate to use the word flow, but I'm going to have to, <laughs> <laughs> just flow the way it needs to flow mm -hmm. uh, when I'm writing and then be able to remind myself that I can come back to it and not try to, not try to stop myself and edit in the moment and things like that. Yeah. And it was part of <coughs> part of the process of creativity. He laid it out, and I'm going to butcher it, but was like you have to take things in. So in flow, you're taking things in mm -hmm. more quickly. You have to make connections with those things and things of the past. And so you're doing making those connections more quickly. And you have to, like, the the conclusions that you're getting to are more and farther flung. Mm-hmm. In, I think, yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. How about that? I love it. Speaking of creativity. Yes. I think Is it time? Are we, okay. Are we there? Look, you found a whole episode. I found a out whole of that. episode. Good work. We just you win. Let, we let it flow. You just flowed. Yeah. Got in that flow state. Yeah. So now... It's time for the part of the show where we put something in your creative soup. No. Oh, yeah. We have to come up with a different oh, name. We, That's we not, let things flow into your creative that soup. That is not what's happening right now. <laughs> that is not what it is. 100% that's what's happening right now. Even yes. with you. So good. Okay. So good. You want to go first? I can't decide. I haven't talked about Google notifications yet, right? No. Okay. I suppose I should get that done. Okay. I because we'll I've do been that. <laughs> get that done. Because it's not that interesting. <laughs> so I've brought it up maybe three times. So I realize that some of the things that I have come across, people have known about. There's this other so the other thing, and I'll save it for another episode. The other thing I, I would have talked about had you not come up with enough um, for a whole episode was a social media sharing site that I learned about literally less than a month ago. Mm. And I went looking at tutorials to help in my research mm -hmm. on YouTube. Mm. And the, the first tutorial I found 
to explain how to use it is three years old, which Sweet. tells me <laughs> this thing has been out there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but all that aside, Google notifications, mm -hmm. have you ever, have you ever used Google notifications? Uh, like from Chrome? Yes. That yeah. Yes. Some, I'm trying to think. I, yeah, I do get some notifications from Chrome here and there. Not very often and not as a thing that I set up. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's just like certain things want to allow, like email. Oh. I can get an email notification if an email comes in. Okay. So I that's want. not what this is. Okay. So in, in, okay, with your Google account. Mm hmm you can set up notifications based on keywords and it will send you a daily digest of the top searches or the top search results for the keywords you choose. Okay. So the three that I set up when I learned about this, and also P.S., I know I've heard of it before and probably everyone's heard of it before. Well, I haven't, But so I never really more. seriously thought about it. Um... The three I set up were... Cat videos. Not cat videos. Marketing. Okay. Because it's set up on my, my work. Sure. <laughs> for work stuff. Marketing, credit unions, and community banks. Okay. Okay. So Five virtual... It'll just... Whatever the top searches on Google are that day. The top results. top results. I think. With are those. what it's sending you. Huh. Okay. Right. So, if the so it's the top new results. Oh, okay. Top new. Right. Because I was like, how does that? That's, that's yeah. not going to change I very know. much. It's not, but it's the new stuff. Okay. Ooh, so yes, this just got more interesting. Yes. So every day, then I get individual. I get three different notifications, mm. emails. Sure. Through digests, quote unquote. Mm that have eight or ten okay. new search results for the terms that I chose. And full disclosure, in every single one of those, most of the search results don't apply to me. Okay. Because I picked... I, when If you want to do it the absolute best... I am sure what you want to do is use a more targeted keyword than I did, but I was just experimenting sure. to see what I would get. Mm -hmm. um, but in every single case, every day, out of those three emails that have maybe eight or ten results each, I will find between three and five things that I genuinely want to see and mm. are genuinely of value to me. Nice. And even with those incredibly broad search terms. Sure. And we get a lot we get a lot of emails from different like trade magazines and things like that. At least I do. I get a lot of <laughs> things <laughs> like that. Um, and trade associations and a lot of them have a digest of the information that they're putting out. But these all come from Google. 
So it you get a much broader selection sure. yeah. of information. Nice. And so that is my that is my recommendation for people to try that out. Set up some notifications. Yes, so from you Google. Can get more things in your soup. Right. Boo. Don't. I can't. <laughs> Bringing it back around. You're the worst. And what do you got? So have we talked about, I'm, I was trying to remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before. The book, Steal Like an Artist. No, I don't think we've talked. Oh. Mm, we maybe have, because I think you have referenced the one infographic with the Dark Knight of the Soul. Mm-hmm. Well, here it is as a official recommendation, and uh, specifically, I copied a picture of that page. So, Steal Like an Artist is all about, oh, there's a tagline. I don't remember what it is at the moment, but if you're a creative type, definitely check it out. Uh, Talking about the creative process, specifically, this page is the life of a project. And if I'm repeating myself, from a previous episode, I apologize. But it is awesome enough that it bears repeating. It is well worth repeating. Oh, Austin Cleon, by the way, is the author. Okay. So, as I look at this infographic, The Life of a Project, it is uh, a reversed check mark. in that the left side is the taller side. It then descends down and comes back up, not quite as high as it started. <laughs> The steps of a project that our friend Austin lays out. This is the best idea ever. Highest point of the project. (laughs) Okay, this is harder than I thought. This is going to take some work. This sucks, and it's boring. And then the bottom part of the check mark, which we refer to often... The Dark Knight of the Soul, where projects go to die. Right. On the upswing, it will be good. Oops, sorry. It will be good to finish because I'll learn something for next time. And finally, it's done and it sucks, but it's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> the day I read that, I felt so understood. As a human being. So deeply seen by Austin. (laughs) Yes. It's like, oh, he knows. And it was just like, how does he know? Like, that's exactly it. That's everything that I feel laid out in an infographic. (laughs) So if you are a creative type, I highly recommend checking out the book, Steal Like an Artist. If you are not a creative type, I recommend checking it out for the people to better understand the people in your life who are creative types. Uh, And spoilers, we're all creative. Yes, the tagline is 10 things nobody told you about being creative. So that's that. That's an excellent recommendation. Incidentally, did I return your copy of that book back to you? You did. Okay. You did. Good. I have it. Thank you. Yay me. Yay you. Well, I think that brings us to the wrap-up. That brings us to the wrap-up. So we will have some links below. I made a note that we will include a link to the, quote, TED Talk adjacent video. Yeah, yes. 
It is adjacent to Tech Talk. Okay. And whatever else from uh, Vince's volumes of research. Yes. That he so they have a website. We'll, we can include that too. Uh, I couldn't quote it for you right now. But what I did do is take my flow profile. Really? So, yeah. To figure out what types of triggers are more likely to help me get into a flow state. I feel like it is late in our discussion for you to be telling me this. <laughs> what did you learn? Um, it was pretty spot on. Um, I am, so my, <clears throat> let me get my tall academic forehead and, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, now I'm having a, the opposite of flow state. I can't even think, uh, uh my glasses that will make me look so smart <laughs> uh my profile was deep thinker to say i am more likely to get into a flow state uh when i am by myself in sort of those uninterrupted times of work so and there were some other things but as opposed to for example action adventure sports mm-hmm. Okay. So from now on, when we're in a meeting and you are not speaking, mm-hmm. and people look at me mm-hmm. to find out what you want or mean to say, I will say, he can't answer you right now. He's a deep thinker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. I don't see the problem with that. There is no problem at all. Okay. So we'll include that website. Perfect. Yes, we'll include that website. Yes. Um, this this is your weekly reminder that you can find us on Anchor.fm. You can find us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Soon to be one and not the other. Um, Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Google Podcasts. A number of different podcast apps. If you cannot find us on your favorite podcast app, go ahead on over to the exclamation CUSA website. And those right now, our podcasts are living at exclamation CUSO slash blog. We may be rejiggering that to give the podcast its own happy little home on the website. So should we do that, we will make sure we make it very easy to find. Mm-hmm. And you can always check out our social media and find links to the podcast there as well. Thank you, friends, for listening in. We hope that today's episode will help you both identify when you're in flow state and give you some tips on getting there more often. This is Sue and Vince. Yep. I can read. Sure is. (laughs) All day long. This is Sue and Vince reminding you that life's awesome if you make it awesome. We'll see you next time. Thank you.